Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. How about those Minnesota Twins? Playing good baseball right now? They sweep the Toronto Blue Jays. Welcome in to Final Pitch here on News Talk 830 WCCO. We'll take you up until 9 o'clock. Between right now and 9 o'clock, we'll take your phone calls, get your thoughts, your reactions, your opinions on the Twins as they head into the American League Division Series where they will be facing the Houston Astros starting on Saturday night at Minute Maid Park. Uh, The game times have not yet been announced. But we know that um, the Twins in these last two days at Target Field, they have been awesome. They have been a complete team in that they've done enough to win two games and sweep the Toronto Blue Jays. And the pitching, I think, that has to be the headline of how spectacular the pitching has been. Uh, The phone number, if you'd like to weigh in and give uh, your reaction, give your thoughts, give whatever opinion you may have as you're driving home, you're leaving Target Field, um, 651-461-9226. That number again, 651-461-9226. And let me start the show tonight with the opinion, the observation that is not a shocker to anybody. It's not anything that's super complex. It's not some outrageous hot take. It's a rather simple take. It's something that you guys, I think, that are watching Twins Baseball Um, are seeing with your own eyes is something that you've taken in, that you can acknowledge, and I think something that should make you happy and optimistic for a potential run here. What should be the take is that, because I know what one take is. One take is looking at this team and saying, man, the offense has been shaky. That's not the take, okay? The take should be, The pitching's been so good the last couple of days, and quite frankly, all season long, that this team has a chance. That's the take. Because I saw a little bit of this yesterday. Well, if Roy Lewis doesn't hit home runs, then this team would have lost. Or, I know what it is tonight. Well, you only score two runs, so you barely beat the Blue Jays. That's not the take. Let me repeat. The take is, if you look at the Twins and how they swept Toronto, and how they need to continue to play well in the postseason, the lead story is the pitching. The lead story is Pablo Lopez. The lead story is Sonny Gray. The lead story 
uh, may be um, Joe Ryan. The lead story may be the bullpen and them getting uh, taking the ball in the sixth or seventh inning and getting you to the finish line. That's the take. It's very easy to say, well, they just barely won. They won by two runs yesterday. They won by two runs tonight. That's taken away from how outstanding the starting rotation has been. That's taken away how good the bullpen has been. Louis Varlin got a little bit of trouble, right? He got into a little bit of trouble, right? Caleb Thilbar comes in, closes the door, and gets him out the jam. That is teamwork. That is having your teammates back. And we won't even get into the defense quite yet, right? Because we see what's happened defensively. And I know that many people will say, um, with Carlos Correa, I don't want to hear the, well, his bat hasn't been very good this year, but. Yeah, I'm going to give you the but. (laughs) Have you been watching this guy? He's making difficult plays look so routine. I mean, it's it's. there were a couple more times tonight where I'm sitting next to Dan Hayes from The Athletic, and we're looking at each other after he makes a play, and you're like, he just made that look way too easy. It was so smooth, super efficient, effortless. But the take is the Twins have a chance to do something special because their pitching is top tier. 651-461-9226. Love to get your reaction. We'll uh, get ready to head to the phone lines here in just one second. Um, and the first person up is Ethan in Woodbury. What's up, Ethan? Hello, hello. Yeah, Ethan, turn your radio down for me. Yep. Okay, I got you. Sweet. What's up? You tell me. Yo, the, the game was great, man. I mean, I'm 21 years old. And I've been waiting my whole life to get a playoff win from the Twins here. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It, 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 it's got to be fun the way that you're feeling right now. We're at the ball game tonight. Oh, yeah. We were up in uh, the second row, the home run deck. Okay. All right. All right. What, what was your – I guess tell me what was your favorite moment tonight um, outside of getting the final out. I, clearly, everybody at Target Field, we were all elated. We were all excited. Everybody was pumped. The energy was awesome. But outside of that, what was your favorite moment tonight? I would say my favorite moment is uh, when we got that pickoff at second with a uh, full count yeah. and uh, two outs. Yeah. No, that, was, no. that was amazing. Yep. Yep. No question. Hey, hey thanks, thanks for the phone call um, <laughs> from Ethan because – my God, how, how spectacular was that? You're talking about being on the same page. You talk about guys communicating, teammates uh, kind of, you know, sensing and having the timing that it's right to make that move to get Vlad Guerrero Jr. picked off. Tremendous, spectacular play that get them out the inning. And think about that for a second. They took the bat out of Bouchette's hands. Like, and he has been on fire in the two mm-hmm. games that we've had. But that was – look, there's going to be a few plays that stand out and defensive uh, plays that stand out. But last night, Carlos Correa in the throw to home plate to get that out, that play tonight, 
to pick off Flag Guerrero Jr., that was spectacular. And, and like you said, that's the one thing. The guy who was up, Bo Bichette. It's not like you were at the bottom of the order. You had Bo Bichette, who was unquestionably your best player, and you decided to take away one of the few scoring threats. It could not have happened at a better time. And I think just based on the feeling that I got, like Twins fans knew who was hitting and really the importance of that pickoff. I don't view it as Vlad Guerrero took the bat out of his hand. And Vlad Guerrero just got caught up and got picked off. Well, that's, that's it's not Yeah, but it's not his intention. I mean, and I'm not saying that you're saying that, but I'm just saying, like, that's just more so the great play by Correa and the great throw by Sonny Gray. All right, 651-461-9226. Let's take a phone call from Jim in Robbinsdale. Hey, how's it going? Hey, we're doing Congrats awesome. to the Twins. I'm so excited. I'm a and these past couple of days have been like so exhilarating, so stressful. Eating Rolades all day. Such a great <laughs> feeling to watch them finally get the monkey off their back with this whole losing streak that all the East Coast readers love to talk about and the announcers keep talking about it. Finally, we're done with that losing streak. And everything you've said tonight, I just I, I agree with everything you've been saying about the pitching. One thing that really sticks out for me is that these past couple of games, there have been plays that are just epic from the Royce Lewis homers yep. to, like, you know, the throw from Correa to home. Yep. Like, how did he get from second base to that ball? Is that's how, Everybody's been talking about it, thankfully. Like, it's a, it gets to play up there with the Jeter play. Um but then, you know, it just kept going on and on today with all these epic plays, like Griffin Jack being like a defensive tackle. And uh, I just I feel like it's just something magic going on. The synergy is happening with this team. All the trades that we've done over the last year are coming into play here where all the pieces are in the right spot. I think we're going into the postseason underrated. And and this series has been a wake up call for the rest of the league, and all about baseball right now. I think we're going to go all right far in the playoffs. All I'm right, super excited. Yeah, thanks for the phone call from Jim and Robbinsdale. Listen, Twins fans, like we're feeling great tonight. You know who else should be feeling pretty good tonight? Well, the the other people that should be feeling good tonight are Minnesota Vikings fans because, well, maybe they shouldn't be feeling that great because Griffin Jacks tonight has made more plays this Viking season than Andrew Booth Jr. Can we get Griffin Jackson in the secondary? Can we get him in the secondary for Minnesota Vikings football? He's made more tackles than Andrew Booth Jr. for the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm not lying. He got up and held on to the ball. See, it, it was a it was a complete, he didn't fumble. No, it was a complete catch. Complete catch. Great job by Griffin Jackson. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. We got full phone lines. I'm going to take calls until we're done at nine o'clock. Love to get your reaction. We're super pumped. We're excited. Um, look, this is one series. Now you got to go to Houston and prove yourself there. And it starts this weekend on Saturday. We don't have a game time quite yet, but we know we're playing in Houston. 651-461-9226. Twins sweep the Toronto Blue Jays. They win tonight 2-0. And this is Final Pitch.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, the Twins advance and they move on to face the Houston Astros for their next series, defeating and sweeping the Toronto Blue Jays in two games at Target Field. 2 nothing tonight. Outstanding pitching performance by the winner, Sonny Gray, who went five innings, gave up five hits, no earned runs, walked a couple of batters, struck out six, on 85 pitches. Taking your phone calls here on Final Pitch, 651-461-9226. Something that I do want to bring up real quickly before we get back to the, the phone lines. we got full phone lines. We'll take phone calls until we're done at 9 o'clock. Was Jose Barrios and him getting pulled so early in the game? That's something that <laughs> was asked of a bunch of the players uh, in, the, uh, in the clubhouse after with uh, Corey Provis. He went around as everybody's getting drenched with beer and champagne, and he's asking it. And you got this sense, and even some of the guys spoke to it, they were a little bit surprised by that because Jose ended up going three innings, gave up three hits, uh, the one earned run. He walked a batter, struck out five, only 47 pitches. That one, it was, a, it was surprising, but when it actually happened, I wasn't off the chart surprised. And the only reason why I say that, was because they started having guys throwing in the second inning. Like, they got guys up throwing in the second inning. So at that particular point, you're like, yeah, man, Jose, th- th- there's not a long leash for Jose. So you just you get us tell that it was going to be one of those situations where, where he was going to kind of come out of the game pretty darn early. All right, let's go to uh, Emmett, who's on his way home to Winona. Emmett, were you at the ball game tonight? Oh, heck yes. What a game, huh? It was awesome. Yeah, I was just calling in as I'm driving back, just reflecting. You know, I'm 28, so I'm you know, 9, 10 years old when those early Twins teams in the early 2000s were losing. And coming into the ballpark yesterday, I went to the game yesterday too, I felt like that 9-year-old with the dread and the feeling of worry and the feeling that we got no hope. And driving back today, I've got this just excitement, elation. I know everyone is feeling that way. And I'm thinking, too, about how 48 hours ago, or maybe it was 72, when Houston ended up winning that division and it was clear that whoever came out of this series was going to have to go down and face Verlander or maybe Valdez in game one, I was feeling that same sense of dread. You know, well, if we get through this series, we got to go down to Houston. And now 
I don't know if anyone else is feeling the same way, but I just feel like the energy is completely flipped. And if, if we got to go through someone, let's go through Houston because it's time. It's our time to make make a difference, and uh, they're the ones we got to topple. Let's do it. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. And thanks for the phone call from Emmett uh, and safe travels, man, to Winona. This is the bottom line. You're going to have to be good teams. And we know that in the American League, at least in my opinion, I think that the Twins are as good as anybody that's left. Now, what did I state for the last month, month, maybe month and a half? I said the team that I didn't want to necessarily see in a short series, so like this series, was Houston. (laughs) Do I feel better about facing Houston now? Absolutely I do. I feel better facing Houston out of a situation where you're only guaranteed uh, potentially, well, guaranteed two games and potentially three if you win one of the first two. So now I I, I feel pretty optimistic. and, And we know that the Twins are not going to be the favorite in this series, okay? No one's going to look at the Twins and think that they're the favorite. But the bottom line is that they have a great shot because their pitching is so darn good. Yeah, you need two things. You need pitching and you need defense. The Twins have those in spades more so than we've seen in years past, more so than the Bomba squad. Like, this team is not being held together by duct tape and bubble gum and trying to MacGyver their way through each round. You can go down to Houston and I feel like you have the horses to at least compete. And when is the last time we, th- we thought that the Twins could go into a series with one of the premier teams in the American League and hold their own? And I think that's a huge difference, and I, I thought it was a great point by Emmett. All right, so one of the things I do want to say this real quickly, because um, Emmett has stated this, and he's, not the, he, he's, he's the second caller already in the last 10 minutes to have said and made this comment. We had a caller maybe about 15 minutes ago that stated that they were 21, okay? Emmett just stated he's 28, mm-hmm. okay? And so they're, they're, these are the, this is the young generation saying, these are the pups. man, we've been waiting. <laughs> we've been waiting to get have something to get behind. <laughs> so, no, but my point in bringing this up, though, is because let me just take you guys back to 2014 and 15. I am living in Kansas City hosting middays, at 610 Sports Radio, was, which was the radio home or is the radio home for Kansas City Royals baseball. I can't tell you guys enough how many times that sentiment, that take, was one that we had to deal with. Those were phone calls that we took so much. There were so many people in that city, in Kansas City, mm-hmm. that were living off of George Brett, right? Like off, you, off of the 1985. You kept hearing, yes, you kept hearing yeah. about George Brett and all the guys that played for the Royals way back then, doing appearances with Brett Saberhagen. I mean, that's what it was, Frank White. Like that's what it was. And so now I, I just find it interesting because the first couple of callers tonight, I'm 21, I'm 28. I just love the feel of that. I, I just love everything They're experiencing about this for the first time. It's awesome. Let's go to Troy in Burnsville. What's up, Troy? Hi, Henry. Uh, how's, it, uh, how's it going? Man, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, Twins finally won a postseason series. <laughs> um, I was, it was back in high school that they last won a, a postseason series back in 2002, my junior year, but you know, this is how I like to look at it, Henry. 
um, you know, we we swept the Toronto Blue Jays here at home. Now we're going to go to Houston. Let's get at least a split in in uh, in uh, Houston, and then uh, we'll come home back to back to the target field, and uh, perhaps we can win uh, both games here. Uh, so, you know, basically my model, Henry, is you take it one series at a time. Yep. You know, we you know we got the first series win. We got the monkey off our backs by winning the first first postseason game since 2004. And then we got the win this afternoon to win our full, our first postseason series since back in 02 against uh, Oakland. So we just got to take it one, uh, one step at a time. And by the way, it's pitching and defense that I think are the key to, to winning ball games. Sure. You can, you know, you can tell them, you know, you can talk to me all you want about offense, but it starts with pitching and, and defense. Yep, and, and thanks for the phone call from Troy and Burnsville, and that was the exact point that I led the show off with tonight, is that the negative Twins fans out there will say, well, they barely won in this series because they only scored three runs in the first game, and they only scored a couple of runs. That's the negative view. The view and the take is our pitching was badass. The pitching was damn near untouchable. And now every other team in the American League is going to have to deal with that. And I see what he said about, you know, stealing one in Houston. I don't want to steal one in Houston. I want to be greedy. I want to be greedy. You'd love to take them both. I want to be greedy. You want to squeeze it out of Minute made, right? Is the juice worth the squeeze that Minute made? It's It's worth worth the squeeze. squeeze. Let's go to Jack on his way home. What's up, Jack? Hello, Mr. Lake. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Excellent. Um, a long-time caller, or excuse me, a first-time caller, long-time listener. Um, I am a 27-year-old man. I've been watching Wednesday as well since September 2006, and I am just so thrilled and happy to have a team that I believe in. You know, Sonny pitched so well tonight. He pitched with great determination and guile. Carlos Correa was... Just, just phenomenal. I'm just so pleased to have him on our team. Royce is incredible. I mean, he's he really stepped up last night, and he's, you know, he's been as advertised. He plays like the first overall pick. We got a great bullpen, and you know, this is just this is a, this is a great era. You know, I don't I wasn't around in 1987. I wasn't around in 1991. I wasn't there for you tomorrow night or guy yeah, throwing a Herbeck. But you know, I'm just. This is just such a great time, and I just highly, I, I just hope that you know all Twins fans, you know, past and present, really enjoy this. Enjoy, enjoy the ride. This is unbelievable. We may never have this again. You just never know in sports, and um, the best is yet to come. I don't think we peaked yet, and Houston has a problem. Yeah, and thanks for the phone call from Jack. Oh ho ho! I see what you did there, Jack. I see what you did there. Hey, He's throwing down the gauntlet to the Astros. So Jack is 27. So we've had a 28. We've had a 21. We've got a 27. What what are we drinking once we get home tonight? I'm trying to think. What was I drinking? What was I drinking at 27? Um, See, apparently we're— 
See, apparently we're going to be drinking Geritol when we get home tonight. Well, hold on. Somebody, how... somebody said they were eating Tums all day. They were eating Tums well, I all day? I can't remember who that was. So one of the <laughs> really? Co- one of the callers said they were eating Tums. He's going to be sick. It's, I mean, it's, it's incredible. You, you want to throw something out there, okay, you know, it's been 2002, whatever. Here's something for you. I heard this on the broadcast postgame. This is the first time that the Twins have closed out a series at home since 1991. So, we're we're breaking down all those walls. So if if we're gonna think we feel old, let's just rip the bandaid off. But it's well, it, it is so cool to hear everybody talking like this. Is the first time that I've heard it, first time that I felt this. Like this. this well, did is you fun. see? The, did you see this stat or or the uh, the comment about? So remember yesterday when Royce Lewis hit the two home runs, right? The other two people that did what he did in like their. Um, their first like playoff appearances or whatever were Evan Longoria, and then also it was uh, I think it was Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones was the other individual, and they said that the unique thing about when that happened with those other two guys were those teams were in the World Series. Let's just let's just go ahead and and, and make it for for Royce too for him to get to the World Series. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. More phone calls. Let's take a phone call here from who's up next. Let's go to Mike in Minneapolis. What's up, Mike? Hey, I was at the game tonight. It was uh, incredibly fun, and uh, there's nothing better than playoff baseball in person uh, when you look at the different sports. But I I did want to just say you're right on about Carlos Correa. He is going to be the – key guy for the Houston series and uh like tonight on that pickoff play he's the guy that goes out on the uh the mound visit to go talk to the pitcher and the catcher right before that play and I'm sure he was the one that called that pickoff play I just think he's the guy that's gonna be critical in that Houston series hey thanks for the phone call from Mike look the the bottom line is is you should never write off or underestimate the championship pedigree of a guy. Um, Carlos Correa has not had the typical Carlos Correa season because offensively, we know what he can do. We know what he can do. We know how he can produce. But he has uh, he didn't have a great offensive year. Defensively, he's been a stud. We know that he's been playing through injury. Carlos Correa, man, has just been a stud the last couple of days. I mean – the defensive plays that have been made, those are game-saving, game-winning plays. So I tip my cat, tap, uh, cap to Carlos Correa because those were significant, major, impactful plays that led to winning. 651-461-9226. We'll take your phone calls and talk more here on Final Pitch. All right, the people waited all night long to talk twins and be excited about their team. I don't want to waste any time after the 2 nothing victory over the Toronto Blue Jays and advancing here in the postseason, winning their first series of the 2023 postseason run. Let's go to Kelly in Maple Grove. What's up, Kelly? Yeah, so I was just calling to tell you that, you know, that uh, pickoff uh, uh, attempt uh, with uh, Carlos Correa and Ryan Jeffers, I didn't know that they were going to actually, and you know, it was Ryan who actually said, "Hey, come on down here, uh, here, let's let's do this uh, 
and then they got Boba Fett um, off at second base, and I, I was like, "Whoa, let's!" You know, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been cheering all night for them to go to Houston. So, yeah, yeah. You, you were all about them advancing and going to Houston. And thanks for the phone call from Kelly Madsen and Maple Grove. Uh, Bichette was up at the plate, and the person that got thrown out was Vlad Guerrero Jr. And just um, that's this great communication between the pitcher and the shortstop. And, and again, I, you know, Ryan Jeffers had a hand in mm-hmm. calling that and setting it up. And again, it kind of plays into what we talked about last night, being strong up the middle. And again, we're seeing it in the first two games, catching middle infield and center field. Let's go to Adam in Robbinsdale. What's up, Adam? So I was at the game the last two nights, and the thing that impressed me the most, so, you know, the Summit deck and a great, a great uh, Goose deck, there was no one there because everyone was watching the game for the first time. Like, there was no lines. That's how glued in this fan base is now. Because if you put a, a, a winning product on the field, mm-hmm. this is East Coast fan base now. We're standing. As soon as there's two strikes up, we're standing up. We're doing all that stuff that they do in the Yankees, that the Red Sox fans do, that we used to not do anymore. If you go to a game in July, some uh, bar, there's 15 deep. Not anymore. Because we're watching the game. That's how glued in this fan base is. We are rabid for that. This was the loudest I've heard Target uh, Field be since uh, probably 2010 when they opened it. Well, well let me say this. Th- it. And, and thanks to the phone call from Adam and Robbinsdale. Um, and I'm not trying to throw any shade at the fan base. Because Adam just said it. Everybody's excited. It's loud. People are invested, and people are paying attention, right? But listen to me, please. Let's snatch up every single ticket and make sure that we pack the place next week. When these games are taking place Tuesday and Wednesday, if you were loud this week, be louder next week. Because what have we been told? We've heard this from the manager Two nights in a row, we've heard it from the players that they're feeding off of the energy. I know that when I was a kid at the Metronome, you fed off that energy. Let's make Target Field the same way. I remember that, what was it? Uh, it was game, what, 163? 163 in 2009. I was there, yeah. up in the upper deck. I was ready. I was infested. That's what I want to see next week. I don't care if it's if it's uh, one game apiece mm-hmm. after the opening weekend. I don't care if we're trailing 0-2. That's the energy. That's the vibe. That's what we need to bring next Tuesday and Wednesday. I, I do think that if the Twins end up splitting one game, you know, splitting the first two games, like th- this fan base is going to be rabid. I, I even if they I, don't. I mean, I I feel like there's this optimism so. That, you know, because if there's not optimism, fans don't want to invest their energy into something that they know isn't going to be fruitful. If you are not willing to invest your energy in the Minnesota Twins right now, then you're nothing but a bandwagon fan. I think I think fans that, are starting that, to buy that, in. That, that's that's the, I'm dead serious. If you can't get behind Royce Lewis right now, 
If you can't get behind Carlos Correa right now, if you can't get behind the guys that you're seeing performing for you, Michael Taylor, Edward Julian, I, I don't know what to tell you. Don't arrive late. Let's be on time. Let's go to Andy in New London Spicer. What's up, Andy? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I'm calling with 100% positive energy. This is exciting. But we've had the chance to listen to a lot of 20-year-olds call in, and this is their first time, and I'm so grateful that they get to uh, experience this. <laughs> yes. But I'm calling here in my mid-40s, and I remember 87. I remember 91. Um, I was 11 years old. Game 7, Jack Morris going 10 innings. And um, I just want to get your guys' thoughts. Burris comes out after four innings or whatever it was today, 47 pitches, something like that. Analytics, they came in with a game plan. I know Rock was all about the analytics. Everyone in their 20s are. But I'm thinking maybe TK and Herbie had a little talk with Rocco, and he might let this emotion carry some of these players all the way through the end and our starting pitching bring us all the way to that World Series. Curious to hear your guys' thoughts. All right, thanks for the phone call. I actually, I'm just going to give the credit to Rocco. I'm going to give the credit to Rocco because what were we told at the beginning of this year? Rocco was going to allow his guys to go deeper in games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was no, we heard that before the first pitch was even thrown because there were conversations with Sonny Gray, other members of the starting rotation. We want to be allowed to go deeper in, in ball games. So that's kind of been a thing all year long. Now, to the point about Jose Barrios coming out early. That was some of the talk up there in the uh, in the press box. If, heck, if you go to StarTribune.com, Lavelli Neal, he said, because he's doing these updates throughout the game, that Toronto overmanaged tonight. They did, yes. Ab- <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. J- John Schneider, th- this, is, this is the problem. Sometimes they're like, okay, we've got this plan. We're going to implement this plan. But sometimes you just have to let the game naturally play out. If somebody is out there and they've got their good stuff, and he's giving you a chance to win. If somebody's going good, you don't pull him. But they already had this plan in place. And, and this is where I think they were way off base. And I understand you make this move, and then Rocco's got to counter moves, and pretty soon at the end of the day, you're going to be out of moves is, is essentially what it is. But, yeah, they went in with a plan. Sometimes you just got to let the game play out. And that, yeah, absolutely is where John Schneider overmanaged it and I feel like that was a big, big time. The way that Jose Barreos was was pitching, yeah, the Twins were in a little bit of trouble. All right, let's go to Elijah in Minneapolis. What's up, Elijah? My call. Um, you know, I'm 32 years old. I was born right before the 91 World Series, so I don't know. Can't, you know, yeah. Um, I remember this excited since game 163 against Detroit. And... It's, a, it's an unbelievable feeling, a long time coming. I mean, I was a kid back when they beat the Athletics back in 02. So this is all new for me, and I'm just excited for everything about this team. I feel good about this team for once. This pitching is awesome. The hitters are hitting. And one last thing about Carlos Correa, we didn't get him for his bat. We got him for his defense. All right. Thank you. All right, thanks for the phone call from Elijah in Minneapolis. 651-461-9226. Let's go to Jeff in South St. Paul. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Lake. So I'm 62. 62. All right, all right. You're representing for the older generation. (laughs) That's right. No, but I brought an 18-year-old granddaughter who graduated from uh, 
from Forest Lake. And on the ride to the game tonight, she says, yeah, there's supposedly a guy that uh, played for where I graduated from. I said, you betcha, Matt Walner. Mm -hmm, How did you know that? Well, I've been going to the games, dear. (laughs) But uh, it's so exciting. And the vibe, I said, you got to take in the vibe from this. And when, as we get on through and move through the different games and get to that World Series and win the World Series, I said, then they have parades. And I said, your dad went to the parades with me because I was at both 87 and 91 in the series. So uh, it's such a good vibe, and yep. it's great. Yep. Thanks. No. I love your All right. I appreciate it. Thanks for the compliment, Jeff. I truly do appreciate it. And I'm glad that he had uh, a great time with his granddaughter. Uh, let's go to Steve and Minnie Trista. What's up, Steve? I was going to be the oldest guy on here, but I'm 62, and I've been to both the other World Series as well. And I'll tell you, what's cool about this, I was at the 87 World Series here, and I actually went to a game in Atlanta in 91. But what's kind of cool, when you look at these guys that were kind of just these hardworking young players, the, you know, the Knobloks, you know, the Jeff Gladdens, the, the Ken Herbecks, and you know, watching Kirby Puckett you know, get his home run, I looked on that field tonight at the game, and I'm seeing all those faces. I mean, this is such a cool team, such a good bunch of guys. And to your point exactly, if you remember those World Series, we won four games to three. We won all the, all the home games. So it's critical that we're there at all these series. We packed that house with all this Minnesota fire and just let those guys know we're behind them. Yep. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Steve and Minnie Trista. Awesome phone call, and he's speaking, he's speaking my language. Let me just be – I can't be any more – just plain and simple with this take. Let's not make this a we're front runners situation. And he just stated something that we need to remember going back to the last time that this team won a World Series, that you won the home games. Okay? The reality is that if this team happens to come back to Target Field on Tuesday down 0-2 – this series is not over. So I, I don't want the and, – and I get it. You you might be a little bit down if your team win, uh, loses on Saturday or Sunday and you're, you're trailing in a series. But you got to fight. You got to have no quit. And that should be not only something that we expect from the players, it's also something that we should expect from the fans. Let's take another quick break. Come back. We'll get to some more phone calls. Jason, hold on a second. You're going to be first up, Tom. Karen, oh, I know Karen wants to get in. Twins defeat the Blue Jays. They get the sweep, and this is final pitch. All right, we are celebrating tonight here on the Ganeber News Talk 830 WCCO, the radio home for Twins baseball. Twins defeat the Toronto Blue Jays 2 nothing. Outstanding pitching performance by everybody that got in the game. But it started with Sonny Gray. Louis Varlin got into a little bit of trouble, but Caleb Philbar... He took care of business. Brock Stewart looked awesome. Griffin Jacks was good again. And Yarn Duran, look, he <laughs> we were concerned at the beginning because we're like, well, what's going on? What's what's wrong with this? You know, people are kind of gossiping and kind of, you know, speculating. Does he have a blister? He didn't have a blister. He had a scratch on his on the top of his thumb, which was bleeding. They had to get that all taken care of. And he ended up uh striking out the side. So 
I'm not concerned about it because he got it done, but definitely before the inning started, and then specifically after those first two pitches, <laughs> yeah. you're like, man, what is he doing? Yeah, you're like, uh oh, is, he try- is, is, this, is this like a smoke screen? Is he trying to is he trying to let uh, Toronto know that something's massively off and get in their it's head? A, yeah, it's yeah. a hey. Let, let me say before we get back to the the uh, the phone lines here, talking about how good the, the pitching has been in this series, in the two games, Pablo Lopez, Sunny Gray. Ten and two-thirds innings, one earned run, and nine strikeouts. The bullpen, seven and two-thirds, no earned runs, Mm -hmm. ten strikeouts. They've been awesome. That is as good as we have ever seen with this Twins bullpen. Hey, let's go to Jason. What's up, Jason? Let's get Jason. Come on now, Chris. Jason. Hello. Hello. I got you, man. You know, Chris Chris is a a little slow, man. He sees – He's see, I'm, I'm working right. with him tonight, but but you're on the airways. What you got? Well, well, here's the thing. I'm I'm another one from the older generation, and I remember '87 and '91, mm-hmm. and I haven't felt this much excitement for our team since '87. Can you remember back when we took Detroit? We had the worst road team in the league, I think, and we went and clinched the pennant in Detroit. They filled up the Metrodome. To welcome them back. Mm-hmm. And I think we'd do the same thing. So that we're just excited about this team. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for the phone call from Jason. Uh, l- let, me, let me say this. Because we just love to, to win, right? We all, everybody wants to be part of a championship. 87 was awesome. 91 was more special for me personally. And, and this, the only reason why 91 was more special was because I was able to appreciate it a little bit more because I was – you know, four years older, right? I was a freshman in college, a freshman in Atlanta, Georgia, amongst all the Braves fans, and being in a dorm room with other Minnesotans, game seven, when we won, waving those homer hankies. I'll never forget that. You Time of my you, life. You, you, weren't, you weren't scared that you were in uh, enemy territory? Scared? If you're yeah. scared, get a bodyguard. Oh, wow. If you're scared, get a bodyguard. Wow. I'm wow. walking around campus with my chest puffed out. Yeah, I'm from Minnesota. Okay. Curry, Puckett, and Prince. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't puff your chest out at me. I'm here, <laughs> let's, too. Let's go, to, let's go to Tom and Crystal. What's up, Tom? Hey, Lake. How's it going, man? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm, I'm acting a fool tonight. I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm doing great. I got. I was at the game. It was absolutely electric. I've just been wandering around Target, like, trying to gather my bearings, dude. I'm just... Wait, I'm so hyped. Hold but, on, hold on. Target the store or Target Field? Target the store. No, they, <laughs> they made me leave. But, no. I mean, yeah, Target the store, I'm just wandering around aimlessly, man. I just, I'm just in shock because it's just been so long. I was, the last time we won a series was, what, 2002? I was a senior in high school. So it's been that long for me. So I'm like the middle generation. I was, I wasn't quite old enough. In 91, I remember it a little bit, but I was only seven. And so, I, you know, I remember little bits and pieces. But, I mean, in my adult life, I've never had, like, a championship. And this sort of level of energy going through Target Field was insane. Um, but I did have – you had mentioned that fact earlier about uh, Evan Longoria. The first, uh, their first two at-bats were home runs in the postseason. Evan Longoria, um, it, 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 the specific – Go ahead. It was Gary Gaetti in nineteen eighty seven, the Minnesota no, Twins. No, this is a diff- this was a different one. It was it wasn't the first two at bats oh, okay. were home runs. 
It was it was something else, oh, okay. and, and and this particular stat, and, and I apologize because I can't, because I'm so I can't remember exactly what the stat was, but the category oh, had. Yeah, I thought you were talking about that one. I yeah, heard that and I was like, yeah. Well, well, there, there was there was another one where the only three that were in, uh, involved in that one, because you're right, Gaetti was in the was in that particular category. This one had Longoria, Longoria and, and Chipper Gaetti Jones. Were the first two at bats were home runs. Yeah, yeah. and yep. then Lewis. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I. Kind of fell out with the twins a bit. I've always been a big baseball guy. I've wait, wait, hold on, how, wait, hold on, time out, time out, time out. Rewind, rewind. How did you fall out with the twins, Tom? There was just some years there, some lean years, man, where it was just tough for a while, and I just kind of, I don't know. Like I, I got into my thirties, and I just, I mean, I'd still watch and I'd still root for them, but I just kind of got beat down by it, man. To be honest, and I'm a Wolves fan, and a lot out of me every year. There's only uh, so much the body can take. Tom, Tom, yeah. do, do, do me this favor, man. Don't, don't be, don't, don't be afraid to get your heart broke, bro. Don't, don't, don't be, don't, oh, don't, don't be afraid to love because if, 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 if you went into Capitol Grill down here on Hennepin and you bumped into Giselle and Giselle was all about it and you knew you were going to get your heart broke, you'd go after Giselle, wouldn't you? You still would, but I got to tell you, like I, this last thing and I'll wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, this year, man, Something in spring training, I was like, man, I'm feeling the twins again. I'm just feeling it. And this whole year I've been saying to my friends, there's a reason I'm back. And I've been all in on them all year long, up and down, every single game, heartbreak, joy, whatever. It's been a roller coaster, and I'm so glad I'm back. It's been the best year I can remember. So thanks for having the show. Thanks for letting me talk. It's, it's, (laughs) It's a great time to be a Minnesota fan, finally. We're getting some things going here. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the phone call from Tom and Crystal. Tom is just walking around. He's roaming around Target right now, uh, <laughs> looking at things to buy and put on his red card, and also maybe because uh, it's Circle Week, right? He's got he's got the app. Yeah, he's got yeah. the Target Circle app. So 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 Tom, you know, uh, if, if you want, you know, you like buy us a couple things and ship it to WCCO. You know, we'll take treats. We will. We'll, we'll take things to snack on over the course. I'm of not. The, uh, I'm not the above being bribed. I, I am not. I've got no shame, so you can give me whatever you want. I'll take it. Hey, let's go to Karen. She's the final call of the night. What's up, Karen? Oh, my gosh. What a great game. It was so, so fun. It was awesome. It was just fantastic. And I think the stat you were trying to remember is uh, Royce Lewis being at bat and getting uh, two home runs from his first at-bats in the post. Game. Now it was a different one because this other one included. It, 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 yeah, it was something else because it included Chipper Jones, and, and I'll oh, try to I'll, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll try to look it up too. It was Chipper Jones, Evan Longoria, and um, Evan Longoria, and then the other person was clearly was. That's Royce what you Lewis. said. I, yeah, you said Gaetti. No, 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 no. That was the caller. Oh, that was the caller. Yep. Okay, sorry. Yep. I'm, I'm at Buffalo Wild Wings. So. Oh, what, what are you having to drink? <laughs> Nothing, nothing. I'm going to save that till I get home. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, all righty. Yeah, no, it was a great time. I just, you know, the bad thing that happened is I, I got knocked over by a guy behind me, and I rolled over three rows of seats. Really? Yeah, really, yeah. Oh, a drunk guy knocked me over, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah, but no, other than I had a great time. The game was fabulous. I'm very psyched. And the energy in there is just off the charts. Yeah, the, it? The, yeah the energy's been awesome. <laughs> but, it's off the charts. It's just so cool. What now? Now is it uh, is it packed where you're at right now? No, it's not. But but a, a 
group of uh, young kids just came in, and one of them sporting an Arise jersey, so, you know. Need I say more? Oh, wait. Did you, wait, hold on, hold on. So, wait, wait. The person that – so, a young kid so, – well, hold on. I, I, oh, I know that you went and you tried. You, I know that you tried hitting on him when you saw that Louisa Rice jersey, huh? No, no, he's a baby. <laughs> yeah, he's but you, baby. Lo- you love you some Louisa Rice, though. Yes, absolutely. And, <laughs> you know, I heard you talking about the younger generation, too. Yes. We had two of the sweetest kids from Mankato behind us. They were – oh, my gosh, they were so cute, and they – Oh, they just loved it. They were having so much fun. So that was really fun. Karen sounds like she's on the prowl tonight. Oh, come on now. Buffalo Buffalo Wild Wings. Look out, Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay, Okay. as long as you're messing with me, I'm going to say something back to you. (laughs) I'm the one that got away from you, Henry. I love it. I love it. I'm pulling that cut right now. I love the listening audience. I love our list. We have the best listeners. Karen is one of my favorites. Oh my goodness. I'm pulling that right now. See, I just didn't I just didn't work it that night. Karen saw me. We we I think we took a picture. She gave me a hug yep. and she she yep. she confirmed it. I smell good. So that's 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 all I cared about. That's all I cared about. Hey, hey, oh my gosh. Hey, be safe getting home, okay? You too. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank Bye. you so much. All right. That's Karen in Northeast. Well, she's not in Northeast tonight. Karen's at Buffalo Wild Wings. But do we know? On, hitting on all the young guys. No, nah, but do we know what Buffalo Wild Wings she's at? No, I didn't ask her. Does it so, matter? Does it matter? Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to put her business out there. Why, why, why am I going to have people stalking Karen at Buffalo Wild Wings? We're not going to do that. Well, yeah. Just trying to you know, find out information. Mm-hmm, yeah. 651-461-9226. Hey, we'll, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll wrap up the show, and we'll do that next. All right, finishing the show tonight with some highlights and then a little post-game reaction. Both teams were pitching well. Things were going smoothly until the bottom of the fourth inning. That was when the Twins... Finally got their their first opportunity to uh, to do some things. And that was where Royce Lewis drew a walk. Then after that walk, Jose Barrios, he was, uh, <laughs> he was pulled. Then Kepler reached on an infield single. Now you got runners on first and second. Donovan Solano, he walked. So now you got bases loaded, nobody out. And Carlos Correa is up at the plate, and he got the Twins on the board. And here it comes. There's a line drive. Base hit into left center field. Lewis scores. They're going to hold up Kepler as the ball gets thrown in. So everybody's going to advance one. Twins on the board. one nothing. All right, so at that particular point, you're up one nothing. You want to make it a massive, a huge inning because Carlos Correa got the single. Now you've got bases loaded still with nobody out. Willie Castro's at the plate. Unfortunately, Willie Castro was a downer because he hits into a double play. But the good news is that Max Kepler scored to give the Twins a 2-0 lead. One run might do it. Nobody out. Still bases loaded. And the pitch. Ground ball shortstop should be two. Flip to second. Biggio back to first in time for the double play. Kepler will score with the second run. No RBI. 2-0 Minnesota. All right, and that's all that Minnesota would need, but that wasn't where the other uh, story of tonight ended. Uh, Sonny Gray was awesome tonight. Uh, Sonny Gray, this is that, <laughs> this is the play. 
where they uh, they pick off Vlad Guerrero Jr. to end the inning in the uh, top of the fifth. Pick off a tip to second, and they got him. They got him in second base. Sonny Gray and Correa picked off Guerrero at second base. Guerrero saying, no way. Yes way, because you're out, buddy. You're out. And I, there are a few people that are kind of debating. They're like, yeah, no, I don't, I'm not sure if, he, if they got him. I said, no, they got him. You could tell that he caught him right up um, high in the upper body, and you're like, no, no, that, he's definitely out before he got back to second base. Uh, and that actually happened with Bo Bichette at the plate, so it took the bat out of his hand. What happened the following inning, inning at the top of the sixth, Louis Varland's in the game, and he struck out Bichette. Here's 3-2. Swung on it, missed. Boy, that was an ugly swing by Bichette. All right, Louis gives up back-to-back singles. Now he's in a jam. He gets pulled. And then we have um, uh, Caleb Thilbar comes into the game. And then he comes up clutch, getting them to ground into a double play. And a pitch. Ground ball shortstop. Correa. Julian back to first. In time. In a frenzy. Chapman looks like he is out at first. Double play turn to end it. All right, that was that was that you can make the argument that that was the biggest play defensively of the game, that they were able to get out of that jam and get that double play. Uh Brock Stewart finally getting some action uh with a strikeout here in the top of the seventh. The bullpen was just rolling. One two count to Bell. The kick and the pitch. He struck him out swinging. Beef Stew fired up, coming off the mound. 97 a fastball, and Belt is gone. The Jays are toast in the seventh. All right, the Toronto Blue Jays trying to put together a rally, trying to get something going in the top of the eighth, uh, but Griffin Jacks was able to uh, get BGO out, and it actually ended up being a collision as they're both headed towards first base. Uh, and this is what it sounded like. Jax to Biggio, ahead, 1-2, and the pitch. Weak ground ball right side, first baseline. Jax will pick it up, and he will tag out. Biggio held on to it, and he's out as Jax made the play. Out number three. Biggio and Jax did collide, and Jax held on to the ball. It was a hard collision. All righty, so that was how the top of the eighth ended. The Twins were not able to put or tack on any other runs after the fourth, but ultimately the bullpen held it down, and this is the final out with Yon Duran. Twins two, Blue Jays nothing, ninth inning. The 0-2 to Varsho. He struck him out! Twins win! Twins win! The Minnesota Twins are moving on! The Twins postseason series in more than 20 years. 2-0 shutting out the Blue Jays. The celebration is underway as the players hug and begin the celebration around the pitcher's mound. The bullpen guys, they want in Twins territory wherever you are right now. You will not forget this moment. All right, that's what it sounded like. Twins advance. They now head to the ALDS. They face the Houston Astros game one coming up on Saturday. And uh, we'll find out the uh, the specific game time uh, as soon as it's posted. 
And uh, don't go anywhere in terms of, for all your Twins information, with a radio home for the Minnesota Twins. So stay tuned and locked and loaded all day tomorrow. We'll talk to you tomorrow evening right here on The Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 